Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods of moving and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, the most hated man in the restaurant industry, is my co-host today. It's an honor. Uh, that and, uh, and and by the horse people too. You, just, oh gosh, yeah, I forgot about that. Actual contingencies of people that hate you. It's awesome. I'm so glad that you're moving things around and causing some friction. It's good to have Stirring you as my co-host today. Yeah. So if you don't know, he posted a thing on Instagram that is cheaper to eat at home than it is cooking your own food than it is to eat out. And apparently, this is a revelation to people in America. So uh, we've had a lot of fun making fun of you people that uh, have uh, argued with George. Common sense is offensive these days. It's so rare, it's like having a superpower. Abigail's with us. Abigail's in Nashville. Hi, Abigail. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, George. It's good to talk to you. You you too. What's up? Um, So my husband and I are on baby step number six, and we're curious if we should use our savings to pay off our house, either now or in the near future. Why would you not? um, Well, um, that is baby step six. Yes. No, my, um, we've been unemployed since since September. My husband just accepted a job and we'll start next week. Yay. Yeah. At a lower income as we had before, but Mm -hmm. then I'm also eight months, eight months pregnant. Phenomenal. So I must assume when you say you're taking out savings, you still have an emergency fund after you pay off your house, right? Um, I think so. So we, we have about, 175 saved right now in various money market, mm-hmm. venture funds, stocks, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we owe 148000 So That would be like 50000 bucks left, or no, 25000 bucks left over. Right. So that would kind of be our, our, our emergency fund. Yeah, what's your household so income? Then, um, so with this new job, mm-hmm. it would be 40000 a year. Oh, yeah. Pay off your house tomorrow. Really? Why would well, you wait? Should we do it? Why would you wait? Well, I mean, do, do what we are you wait waiting until on? after the baby? Well, baby, what if... Well, the baby's not going to affect... I mean, babies don't cause foreclosures. No, well, that's true. You have health insurance, okay. and you have your emergency fund. You have $25,000, yeah. you have health insurance, your husband has a job, and you have a paid-for house. I can't think of a better thing for a baby to come home to. <laughs> okay. What's your mortgage payment? Um, so our mortgage right now is about 1300 yeah. Under what so, circumstances do you need $150,000 for your baby? No, we don't. But um, part of that was the severance package. So no, but under what circumstances job. would you need $150,000 due to the fact you're having a baby next month? We wouldn't need that much. I can't think of one. That's what I'm saying. Right. So, yeah. but, and you, just, said, you said, yeah, but baby, do I wait after the baby comes? Well, no, it doesn't have anything to do with it. And you've increased oh, yeah. your cash flow next month because you don't have principal and interest to pay. It's true. So we're just um, under our current insurance plan. I think we have like seventeen thousand in our deductible. So if the baby had a NICU stay, we'd still need quite a bit of cash. But that's just like the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not the end of the world to wait um, uh, until after baby comes if you want to. But the point okay. being that um, you know we're. I don't want you sitting around figuring out a way to rationalize that you keep this money because it makes you feel safe because paying off a home is going to make you feel safer. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if right. you hate being debt-free, you can always go get a mortgage layer. No, I think we would enjoy it. I think so, yeah. yeah. 
Okay. So, I mean, if you want to, yeah. when's baby due? Um, January. Okay. Any indications if there's any issues? No. Good. Good. Well, congratulations. That's wonderful. An exciting time. Yeah. So, new what job, we're talking about baby. here is, is the difference in four weeks or five weeks. Well, yeah, it's not that yeah. long. Pay off your house or now or pay it off if the baby comes. I don't care at the end of the world. Okay. But what I, what I do want to challenge and what I was doing is to cha- just challenge your critical thinking on it because mm-hmm. what happens is... Um, most people, me included, because babies are so cool, um, and they scare you um, when they mm-hmm. come because it's a whole new set of responsibilities, even if it's the second or third one. It's that much more responsibility. And so, you know, they're they're looking at you going, I just cost a lot of money, you know. And so, <laughs> so right. I mean, I, I, you know, I've been through that myself as a, as, a, as a dad and then as a granddad. So I get all of that. But what that is is thinking with emotion rather than actual math. Mm-hmm. And that so that's why I'm pushing back is I just want you to think, you know, critically thinking there's a 1% chance that paying off your house is a problem here. And, but right. if on that 1%, if it just makes you feel better, wait till your baby comes home and then pay off the house. But don't, do not get to the end of February with a mortgage. Okay. Under any circumstances, unless, unless baby has serious problems and you're in, like you said, some kind of NICU stay or something. Yeah. But, um. Just don't 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 figure out another reason to kick the can down the road that's emotional and not logical. So there's always a what if out there. But well, yeah, but I mean the other thing is most of them end better with a paid for house. I mean, what if? What if he loses the new job? Well, paid for house. What if? What if? What if? What if? What, what if, if we don't have a mortgage payment next month? That's yeah, fine. There you go. Brady's in St. Louis. Hey, Brady, what's up? Hey guys, how you doing? Great. How can we help? Hey, so I've got a couple of questions for you all. I, uh, I'm 21 years old and I, uh, I'm in college. I'm about to graduate here in May. Good I've for actually you. signed. Thank you, sir. I've actually signed to uh, start a position already. So Great. what's your degree in me? Uh, it's going to be in computer science with a concentration in software engineering. Wonderful. Um, well done. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. And I, uh, I'm going to be um, working at Boeing in St. Louis as a software engineer. So I'm super excited about that, but my, I guess my general question is, is how can I set myself up? And I, I have a fiance now we're getting married end of next year in September. How can I set myself up, my kids up, my fiance, the whole family where we can be successful month to month and successful for retirement and live comfortably. What are you going to be making? Uh, I'll be at 82,000 starting salary and I'll have a 8,000 signing bonus in May. And this awesome. is kids. This is future kids. Your fiance doesn't already have kids. You don't already have kids. Exactly. Yes, okay. Sir. Thinking ahead. So, do you have any debt? Uh, I have. Uh, I have no student loans graduating, but I have about twenty thousand dollars in car loan. Okay. Well, your A one would be to pay that off uh, when you get out. Do you have any money saved up? Uh, I have about two thousand dollars saved up now. Yeah. We'll get okay. graduated. Get married. Get the job get the car paid off that's thing one your most powerful wealth building tool is your income and if you quit giving it to other people it sets you up right okay yes sir so the best thing you can do is get out of debt stay out of debt have a pile of money in the bank be investing for the future pay off your house once you get that as soon as you can and man that is the way to set up your family's future and you're going to get there in no time at 21 making the money you're making it's only going up from here 
If you follow the steps, the baby steps we teach, you'll be there in no time. I'm going to gift you Financial Peace University to help kickstart this journey for you. So hang on the line. Austin will pick up. We're going to gift you that. Watch all nine lessons with your fiance as a premarital counseling. It'll change everything, man. I'm telling you. Oh, every young couple getting married ought to do that. Wow. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want, every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today, every dollar. Well, we're in the holiday season where our brains are focused on buying presents, decorating our homes and all the Christmas New Year celebrations. And then all of a sudden, January's here. And some people hit January with what's known as a financial hangover. Well, we have the antidote for keeping you from doing that, um, and it's called Get Signed Up for Building Wealth Live. We're going to be doing it here in Nashville, January the 12th. This one-night event will help you kick off 2023 feeling confident about your finances. Rachel Cruz, George Camel, Ken Coleman, me, Dr. John Deloney. Join us as we walk you through a simple but proven plan to get back on track and build wealth. Yes, it is possible. Our Building Wealth events have been a huge hit, and we just wrapped up our sold-out fall season. It's a lot of fun, and our January event will be here in the Ramsey headquarters. But we're also headed to Indianapolis, Austin, Salt Lake City, and Anaheim. All the dates in the spring, uh, they're selling very, very rapidly. Passes are only $39 to come to these events. Building Wealth Live. Get your tickets to Nashville today at RamseySolutions.com slash events. RamseySolutions.com slash events. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means even if you mismeasure or you pick the wrong color, they'll remake your blinds for free. Free samples, free shipping, and new promos all the time. You'll save even more. Use the promo code Ramsey to get the best deal. Today's question comes from Claire in Vermont. She asks, does contribution toward teacher pension count in the 15% investing in retirement? Or should 15% be invested and then the pension contribution be extra on top of that? I'm asking for my mother-in-law, who is 63. She started an IRA outside of the pension, but that's been started pretty recently. All right, so a lot of numbers got thrown around there with pension, but what she's asking is, you know, if the company is paying into the pension not the person how does that affect this uh, baby step four 15 percent doesn't at all 
if you if Still the company's paying it. If you have a pension that you are required that's mandatory for you to put money in and you're putting in 15%, there's two problems uh, with that, three problems with that. One is you have no control of it. It's not an asset of yours. It's an asset of the company. If the company goes broke, the pension goes with it. So if uh, you work for XYZ company that just filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy because they were into Bitcoin or something, then you would have zero pension because your pension goes broke when the company goes broke. The second problem with the pension is um, you don't have control over what it is invested in, and so it doesn't produce as much income later. Uh, and, of course, the third problem is it dies when you die. So uh, you lose it. It's gone. Poof. Just like smoke. And so all, all of that to say, if you are putting 15% in, it's not as good as you putting 15% in the other. But we'll count it. I would count it something if I were in your shoes. I'd maybe half or something like that. That's what we usually say. Yeah. So let's, uh, for an example, if you have to put in 12%, it's mandatory. We would count that at about 6%, half, because of the poor performance, because you have no control. So if you have that six, you'd still put another nine to get to 15%, baby step four. Great question. Mary's in Boise, Idaho. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have a a question about um, gift giving and gift receiving at the holidays. Um, My husband and I are... We don't have any debt other than like no credit card debt, no student loan debt. Um, we do have some automobile debt in our home, of course. So we're rapidly paying those off. And every year we tell our siblings, I have three siblings. My husband has two. We have a total of 11 nieces and nephews plus our parents. We just say no gifts. We just want to see you. We just want to hang out. And every year we find out everybody's getting us gifts. And then last, excuse me, last minute we all, we decide to buy them something, but it doesn't feel like it's coming from the heart. So I guess my question is, is it cheap of us to know that we're going to be receiving gifts and not give gifts because we're focusing on ourselves? Or is this the time when we just put our financial goals aside so that we can gift people with something? I don't think you're cheap. cheap. I I personally don't think you're cheap. I think forced generosity where I'm I'm giving you something and I'm expecting something in return, that is not the spirit of giving to begin with. Uh, So if you've Mm -hmm. had that conversation and they are resentful of you, then you can't carry that. That's not on I you. I don't feel like there's resentment there. It's, it's guilt on your too end. Too bad we're gonna we're gonna give you something anyway. So then, so it's just it's I guess it's just in between our ears where we feel like we're being cheap by not getting everybody something. Yeah. But I mean, if you do. Well, the math. Let me, you know, let me just tell, regard, you, you can do whatever you want to do. Obviously, any family can do whatever they mm-hmm. want to do. Um, our families years ago when Sharon and I went broke, we sat down with all of her brothers and sisters. There's 13 grandkids on that side. Um, and, uh, five brothers and sisters and spouses. Right. So Mm -hmm. there's 20 something people involved uh, and going into Christmas at her folks as an example. All right. And we had to sit down with them and we said, guys, we're really sorry. Um, we cannot afford to buy everybody a gift. And so we're begging you guys to join us in this. It's kind of gotten ridiculous anyway. And let's the, mm-hmm. let, the, let the adults draw names and each one buy one a gift. And, and little kids that are under whatever, 10 or something, get gifts, and the rest of them are in the drawing, you know, um, okay. or, or whatever thing. And would you all join us in this? 
because we don't want to come in here and feel guilty. And if y'all are all going to give each other gifts and we're going to be sitting here feeling guilty, we're not going to be able to come because we don't want to sit here in that. Mm, Okay. And you know what? They went, thank God. Somebody said it out loud. We always were thinking the same thing. They weren't even broke, and they were just glad to draw names because it gets just dumb anyway, right? I mean, you're buying somebody, you see something, you see four or five times a year a gift, and they've already Mm -hmm. bought anything they really wanted, and so it goes in a drawer or it's thrown away or ends up in the seldom-used kitchen items bin or whatever it is, you know? And so it's it starts to be silly, really. Yeah. In, yeah. Mo- in most families. Now, some families are unbelievably into it and whatever. That's fine. But uh, I-, I would just have a conversation. Please don't put us in this position. And well, and then I guess my next question is: when you get to the step of give wealth and get, uh, you know, gain wealth and give, or um, I'm messing well, it up. Listen, we're um, we're extremely wealthy, and our kids. The Ramsey kids got together at Thanksgiving and drew names. As a matter of fact, there's an app that oh. you can use to draw names. Okay. I found that out at the Thanksgiving table this year. There's an app for that. Of course, Rachel knows there's an app for drawing names, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's more fun anyways that way. And yeah. then no one's going, well, he got three gifts and I got two and his were worth more. than." And it just becomes a weird spirit to the whole but, thing. I mean, our kids can afford yeah. to give each other anything they want to give them. And we can afford to give them anything we want to give them. It's ridiculous. And we don't. We don't. I mean, we, we just, we give, we're, we drew names and we're going to do that. And, you know, now Mimi's well, going to. You know, our philosophy is, you know, just spending time with each other. That's yeah. all the gifts we want. Even if we were millionaires, it's like, I just want to well, spend that, time with Well, that's the point. You. That's the point. Yeah. And so we do yeah. one gift in the spirit of gift giving for adults. Okay. And all the little kids get gifts. And it's fun to watch the little seven-year-olds get gifts. That's fine. That usually doesn't kill you. But it's just the, the the big thing here is the manipulation of the relationship process to where the, you, you ask them not to put you into this position. And you'll probably find that somebody will go along. And you may have to kind of draw a line and go, you know, we're just not going to be able to be here if you're going to put us in this position because we just don't think that way. And, you know, we'll get with you another time. And uh, we're not going to sit here and watch all y'all open gifts and we didn't buy them. That's just That's weird. Awkward. That's awkward as crud. That's just weird. I don't want to be. I'm, I don't want to be guilt tripped intentionally or unintentionally, or in my own ear between my own ears or whatever. It's it's a difficult time. You know the beauty, Georgia, of this time of year is you get to see your family. The the bad thing is you get to see your family. <laughs> Both and. <laughs> That's still, I mean, our cousins sit around. We're adults now, and we just give each other a $25 gift card, and I get a $25 gift card. I mean, the card dirty Santa stuff is a lot more fun. Yes. The gag gifts, have yeah, fun with it, steal from each other. That's a lot more fun. Set a gift limit. I think that should be the new trend this Christmas. Just tear into it. Absolutely. You know, I mean, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which, by the way, Dave, I still have to buy you a gift, and I expect one in return. George, the chance of me feeling guilty about this is really zero. close to zero. Maybe negative amounts of I'm guilt. Thinking, I'm thinking beaver pelt. <laughs> oh, gosh. Back to the beaver pelt we go. <laughs> you can make a hat out of it, George. This is the Ramsey Show.
George Camel Ramsey, personality, host of Smart Money Happy Hour, at least co-host with Rachel Cruz, is my co-host here today on the Ramsey Show. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, David and Jessica are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Hey, Good. Dave. Welcome. Happy to be here. Where do you guys live? Just outside of Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, cool. Well, welcome. Glad to have you in Nashville. So here to do a debt-free scream, how much did you pay off? Uh, about 120000 All right. How long did that take? 22 months. Good for you. And your range of income during that two years? Uh, about 110 to one fifty. Cool. What do you all do for a living? I'm a commercial truck driver. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, f- a supervisor for pharmacy operations. Awesome. Good. And what kind of debt was this 120000 Everything. Everything. <laughs> Everything. Credit cards, student loans, uh, cars. Medical bills. Medical bills, personal loans, all of it. You guys were like normal. Super normal. Super normal. And normal sucks. Oh, so uh, how long y'all been married? All of the years. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> how long you been married? Five years. Uh, five years. Five. Okay. And out of the five years, about two years ago, something happened and gave you a wake-up call. Tell us what happened and how'd you get started on this Ramsey stuff? Well, going back um, a couple years before that, um, 2015, uh, she was coming out of a... Uh, a very toxic marriage. Um, I was coming out of prison. Um, did a couple of years in Indiana mm-hmm. for uh, drug addiction related stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were both kind of starting over. We'd known each other since high school, mm-hmm. but we kind of off and on stayed connected. So mm-hmm. kind of came back together. And um, after we got married in 2016, um, we didn't really know what to do. We were living with family talking to bankers, talking to people that knew their stuff. Uh, Everybody was telling us, buy a house, do this, got to build your credit, get credit cards. So that's what we did. Um, They never said 17 credit cards was too many. They just (laughs) said, get credit cards. Um, Never gave me a number. Exactly. They never said stop. They just said to do it. So we did, and we did it a lot. And um, so then um, 2019, um, we had bought a house. We, We really should have been able to afford it but we were so swamped in every other area that we ended up selling that mm-hmm. moved back in with family um mm-hmm. and then we just found ourselves really really broke and uh trying to figure out where to go from there and we found you yeah this new life was supposed to be fun <laughs> it's supposed right, to be and right. it didn't ha- didn't turn out that way so you bumped into us where um that would be me um i worked with a guy for a while uh I wouldn't even call his friends. We were just buddies at work. Um, and I remembered we had an open enrollment. He had mentioned he didn't need any of the – or do any of the benefits at work. He used Xander. And I said, what's Xander? And he said, uh, the Dave Ramsey uh, stuff. And I said, what's that? He said, the financial guy. Two and a half years later, uh, Tyler Hardesty, if you ever watch this, two and a half years later, don't know why it triggered in my mind, but hmm. jumped back into it. There it was. Okay. So mm-hmm. you just Google it and find us, yeah, and here just, we go. Yeah, just huh? dove in, found you. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, wow. congratulations. I'm proud of you. You went, I trusted bankers long enough. Let me trust this Dave Ramsey guy and see what he has to say. After watching it for a little while, he seemed like he knew what he was talking about. <laughs> wow. So how how much of a turnaround? Was it instant where you just went, and I'm going to cut up all 17 cards? What was this process like to get started? Kicking and screaming. So was that on your end? That was on my part. I was very, very reluctant. Um, I had been in a toxic marriage, and I said, you know, from that point forward, I'm going to be independently broke. I am not going to be codependent on anyone else uh, for financial anything. So, you're, so, so this was a control thing. You're like, no one's going to tell me how I'm going to 
live my financial life. Yep. Um, and, you know, I thought this is just a fad. He's going to lose interest in this. Um, and then he introduced us to our ELP, Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Mm. Um, who's been our biggest supporter, um, keeping us on track. But uh, she'll, that very first meeting, she'll tell you, I was like, I don't want to do this. I am not excited about this. This is not how I wanted to live my life. Um, but here we are. They never said a good attitude was required. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. But you started doing this stuff and you went, oh my gosh, this actually works. At what point did you flip um, from being heels dug in to running forward? So there were two. Um, I actually started getting really into uh, the Ken Coleman show um, and had some questions about my career. Um, he gave me some really great advice, put myself in proximity of the people who could make things happen, got two promotions within wow. six months. Um, but really, uh, I would say what solidified it for me is, uh, don't know if you remember, but uh, we very publicly had a hiccup in our financial peace journey in February. Um, so about nine days before... Uh, my son was born. Uh, I went out and bought a van. Yep, that's us. So we bought a van. I, I called you about that. Oh, I have no idea. He, he you're called. the only one in 30 years that's ever done that. No, I have no idea what you're talking no, about. He called in February and gave his side of the story. And I oh, think you no. asked if I lost my dad gum mind. <laughs> when I remember said this call it was now. Fear, and then I wrote an email the next day, which I didn't expect to get a response. But you um, responded. And I think you called him a twerp. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think George called us both grown children. <laughs> he did. He did. It's all mm-hmm. coming back um, to me. You guys. Van I don't remember this, but you're legendary, apparently. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Okay. I warranted a it's, response. Yeah, it's funny that you talk about the YouTube comments because they were not friendly at all. But um, for that, for me, that was the changing point. You had said there was some fear there. You had said that we needed to recommit to our why. You even suggested him coming off the road. And so we sat down, we had a meeting, and we said, this is our why. This is what we want to do, and we're going to do it. And we actually, I think it was May 2023 was our projected date, and we hit it this November. Wow. So what yeah. turned them around? They go into the Ramsey Woodshed. They get beat up by you, <laughs> me, and the YouTubers. The YouTube comments, they get just destroyed. And then they go, okay, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> it was well-deserved. Who knew? That could be inspiring. <laughs> wow. We still have the van, by the way. It's we kept it. right out we there. Kept it. <laughs> and it's paid off. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, well, so what's proud sped up of you journey? guys. Well done. You Very went from cool. May 2023, but you did it months and months earlier. What happened? I, I think it's fair to say before the van, which was just kind of a catalyst for us communicating even deeper, we were most, well, not most, but sort of Dave-ish. There was, there were some things we should have cut out uh, of the budget and things we could have done a little more intensely. And after that, it, it just, the intensity just You just, just leaned into up. it we when cut, you realized it worked. We cut all the nonsense completely out of the budget. We went a couple months, uh, no plastic at all, all cash, all envelopes. You get, um, you get called out on national radio, it'll do that to you. He can't hear me, right? Because once we gave up the restaurant budget, um, that's when things like really like knocked it it's out of the park. Um, was was <laughs> not eating out. Eating at home is cheaper, Dave. <laughs> George, <laughs> see, uh, one more time. There it is. Oh, my gosh. You guys are amazing. I'm so proud of you. Thank well you. Well done. I'm sorry we took you to the woodshed, but I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad it worked out. We we did it in love. We love you. We wanted you to win, and we're glad you're winning. That's awesome. It was it was a good needed motivation at the time. Wow. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is now that you've done it? Everybody says the budget because you have to look at your numbers. If if you're not, you just you don't even know what you're looking at or what you're talking about. Um, so that is a have to. 
being on the same page, mm-hmm. uh, communication. Mm-hmm. I know she would say having grace. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And that's part of why we're here is because, you know, we had a hiccup. We had a really big setback. I bought a van when we were 5000 from paying off the car that we had. Um, and so having grace and understanding that you're going to mess up or you're going to make mistakes throughout the journey, but it's not a reason to quit. Wow. That's good. I like it. Good for y'all. Well done. Well done. Hey, we've got a copy of the the uh, Live and Give box for you, the bundle, and that includes the Total Money Makeover book, the Baby Steps Millionaire's book, and a one-year membership to Financial Peace University. Use those things yourself or give them away to other people. Enjoy them. And uh, we're so honored to have you here. I'm glad that we get to hear the other side of a woodshed story. It's the where are they now? Yeah, They're dead uh, free now. That's, that's cool. what's up. I have no recollection of this because I've done that stuff so many times in 30 years. But I'm so happy. It's only been 5,000 calls since then. So happy. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, I can't remember my name. But anyway, well done, y'all. Very, very, very proud of you. Good work. And you brought the kiddos. What are their names and ages? Uh, this is Walker. He's mm-hmm. nine months. Mm-hmm. And Wyatt is 29 months. All right. Cool. All right, 120,000 paid off in 22 months, making 110 to 150 plus or minus a van. Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream. Three, Three two, two, one. one. We're, We're debt free. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wonderful. Well done. This is the Ramsey Show. Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Tiana is with us in Evansville, Indiana. Hi, Tiana. How are you? Hi, Dave. I'm well. How are you? Better than we deserve. What's up in your world? Yeah, so I just have a quick question. I was wondering if we can afford to move up in house and whether or not I should allow my mom to move in as well. Okay. Um, (laughs) So what is your payment now? Well, our house payment is $458. That's pretty cheap. What's your take-home pay? Uh, About... 6600 right now. Okay. All right. And do you have other debts? Yes, we do. We have a car for 15k. Mhm. Okay. And so your car payment's bigger than your house payment. Yeah, uh no, actually it's 280. Oh, okay. All right. All right. And what's your household income? Now you said 6600 your take home pay. So your household income's 100 grand. Uh, just not quite. Right now, it's at around um, eighty to eighty-five k. But I receive SSI from my daughters, and that that's a fixed income. 
So that's how much I get with no tax. I see. Okay. All right. And um, so, uh, well, we, we tell folks not to have a house payment that's more than a fourth of their take-home pay on a 15-year fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have an awesomely low house payment. Um, so you're just wanting a better house? Why are you wanting to move? Well, our neighborhood is a bit sketchy. It always has been, but we had a plan to pay off our house very early. That's kind of why we moved in in the first place. However, it got pretty dangerous um, when a month ago, someone across the street from us got shot at. And so I don't, I no longer feel safe in the neighborhood. And on top of that, um, with my two disabled daughters, one of them has a lot of equipment that requires a ton of room for her to um, be able to have it with her. So we're, we just feel like we need a bigger space. All of that was there when you moved in though, right? Except for the shooting part. Um, well, no, my daughter is only four months old Oh, and okay. we moved, right, right. We moved in a month before we found out we were even pregnant. Okay. So what could you sell the house for? Maybe 80, 81. Hmm. What do you owe on it? 70. Okay. So you could barely get out. Right. So you get out, and then you move, and your house payment's no more than a fourth of your take-home pay. As long as you do that, that's going to be okay. The trick is you 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 don't want to get in a habit of, and it doesn't sound like you are, that every time no. I want to get a bigger, or every time my income goes up, I go get a bigger house, because that just means you stay in debt the rest of your life. So we want to avoid that. But if you make this one move to get away from the shooting gallery and and to get a little more room for the, you know, for the equipment and everything, then... Uh, that doesn't sound out of line. And why do you want your mom to live with you? Well, with my daughters, one has multiple appointments a week that I can't really make now that my other daughter is basically homebound. Um, and I have to be with her literally 24 seven. I can't even walk outside without having at least another person with me in case of emergencies. So there's only two people who I am having trained in her care, which is my husband and my mom. And my husband works very long hours during the day. So it would be just a huge help if she was there to help take care of my daughters with me. Okay. Well, your mom doesn't own anything. She's just going to move into your house and help you with care. Um, the only downside is, is that someday, you know, the situation is going to change and you're going to, you know, there'll be some undoing of that. As long as you don't say this is forever and ever until, you know, I'm obligated to do this for the rest of my life. No, I mean, we're, this is what we're doing for this season. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that sounds like a wonderful thing. Your mom's able and willing to do that. And it sounds like you've got a pretty strenuous situation, kiddo. Um, the caveat I'm seeing here is if you sell this house and you've got zero dollars, you might need to pause and save up to have something down on the next house and maybe pay off this car and, you know, kind of solve that situation. So yeah. I'm wondering, could you rent somewhere? You have a, a good income with 6600 Could you rent for a little while maybe while you kind of get some foundation? Two. 
a, you know, a year or two and clean up the car debt and then build up a good down payment. You're right, because you're not going to have a down payment. That, that would give me a little more financial peace, stepping yeah. into this situation. Yeah, I think that's probably, a, that's probably a wise suggestion right there, something to follow. Austin's with us. Austin is in Wisconsin. Hey, Austin, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, fellas. How are you guys doing today? Great. How can we help? Hey, so uh, I'm a 28-year-old guy in college, and I just got home from the jewelry store purchasing an engagement ring for hopefully my future fiance. Yay! Way to go! Yeah, thank you guys very much. So uh, obviously, like I'm a huge fan of the baby steps and everything, and you know, follow them to a T. However, when talking with her about it, uh, she has one asterisk that she wants to make, and I want to know if this is something I should, you know, raise a stink about. Or if this is kind of something I should just let fall by the wayside. And that is, uh, so we're both in baby step two right now, um, paying my way through school and everything. And uh, my question is, should we put 20% into retirement once we get to baby step four? That's her asterisk. Or should I fight about it and make sure that it's 15? Because I really want to pay off the house as soon as we can. But she's, you know, looking at the numbers and thinking that we're going to lose out a lot of, you know, like, growth and growth and growth and time and everything like that yeah so what is her net worth so her net worth right now is probably upwards of fifty thousand yeah. mine's not no i i, I completely agree <laughs> I, 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 that was I a trick question dave <laughs> Here's so, the thing. if she was so concerned about the power of compound interest why would she go into debt in the first place yeah that is a fantastic question. Yeah. So I'm, that's a smart aleck answer, Austin, to say, um, you know, if you use your best ideas and your best ideas have gotten you nowhere, you probably should use someone else's best ideas. I that that's kind of my opinion as well. Yeah, and that's that's not a twenty percent versus fifteen percent thing. That's not a caveat or an asterisk thing. That's a philosophy of life thing. And okay. so it's kind of like saying. Um, you know, I just hired a personal trainer. He has an eight pack and I have a keg and, um, I'm going to do everything he says, but this one thing, well, you can do that. You can do that, but please don't be arrogant enough to say it's because you're smarter than the guy with the eight pack when you have a keg and then don't blame him <laughs> when you don't have the eight pack. Cause you didn't follow the plan he set out. Exactly. Because I mean, he's he's got he's got the plan to get you to where he is, and he's got proof standing in front of you that it works. Now you can adjust his plan if you want, but it's to your own peril. And tens of millions, literally, tens of millions of people have followed these baby steps. So it really, honestly, it doesn't matter the ten percent versus twenty percent. All that doesn't matter. What matters is this idea that um, that that. I'm going to question my personal trainer who's got a track record. You know, that, that, that's, that's the important part of the question. It's not the, this, uh, the nuance of, you know, it, it did God ordain? Fifth, no, he didn't. Uh, that, that's not the point. And, and uh, it's just that the stuff we teach works, and so why would you screw with it? That's the if it thing. it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, but, you know, let, let's enjoy being engaged and having a lot of fun and planning a marriage and... Uh, let's learn to take advice from people who are ahead of us on the journey, whichever journey that is, whether it's parenting or marriage or career or money. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books.
Do you love a good Dave rant? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from The Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to The Ramsey Show channel on YouTube. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.